0: will be on the screen, but if you wish to have the attachment after, feel free to email us at learn at valleybeatmidrash.org, and we will send you those sources via attachment as well. So um, uh, thank you for joining. Again, others will be trickling in. Rabbi Yitzchak Evanshaish from, uh, from the Beit HaRav Cook in Yerushalayim in the holy city of Jerusalem. Very excited to continue. So rabbi, please take it
1: away. Shalom Aleichem Chavirim and uh, and everybody. So maybe we just do a quick hello, it's just it's a small secret, or just hello and where you are and then we'll enter the text. Great. This is Shmuley, I'm
0: here in Arizona. Uh, Yehuda, Yehuda, you want us to go next? Shalom
2: Yehuda, I live in Phoenix. Nice to see you.
0: Glad you're here Yehuda.
2: Okay, Rev Nachum. Hi, I'm Nachum Twersky. I live in New York City, Manhattan. Um, By my surname, I have some Hasidic roots and interested in the connection that I'm told that uh, Rav Cook had to some of my family early on that's yeah oh, great, great.
0: wonderful i see lauren lauren had a technological difficulty she'll be back i guess uh, eddie There we
2: go yeah. uh shalom my name is eddie i'm here from phoenix um my uh great mentor rev Shmuli uh invited me to this great class so i'm excited to be a part of this
1: all right so great
0: okay lauren blatt up? lauren blatt you want to say hello hey,
3: I yes. Learned. Hello from Toronto. Oh,
0: no good. snow,
3: nice and sunny, minus six Celsius. Not so bad.
1: Toronto, Hello, Canada. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Toronto a bit. I was, from 1960 till till most of the 1970s, I lived in Toronto. Wow. Toronto, what, Toronto, what's your name? Uh, Yitzchak Marmerstein.
3: The name rings a bell. You, did you teach it? Associated.
1: No, I, I went to uh afternoon school there though for a little bit in the sixties. Wow. Did you
3: know Mr. Blunt? My father taught at associated.
1: Yeah. No, but i lived right I lived across the street. I I I was living on Neptune, so I associated oh. with part of my life.
3: Okay. So live, of, we
1: but my we favorite lived on part Harrison. of my life. Yeah, but I was born in Israel, and I was so glad every time I returned here. I've come back about three or four times over my life so far, and um, it's always good to be back here. And as I explained last week, the teachings of Raph Cook, as I was starting to, uh, as an only child of Holocaust survivors, wanting to know where is the light in the world, where is the illumination, and when I started to read Rav Cook, it became clear that this is an illuminated teaching teacher of Torah. And, uh, you know, one can't even say enough to describe his gadlut. So let's just enter his teachings. Yashar and um, we're doing a thematic, a thematic presentation, but I always want to begin by, and I will begin with a poem each time. Et hatov, ani choshek begaron rehavav yaksimeni. Sfatav Shoshanim Ani choshek Marei Hodo Yar It's the good that I desire, its glorious expanses entrance me, its lips, its roses I kiss, its beautiful vision exalts me. Hatov HaMuchlat, belidai in kates kol pasul. Absolute good, without limitation, without end, constriction, or boundary that is not separate from anything, from anyone alive and with its love fixes everything broken, and literally that makes with its chesed, makes kosher with its chesed everything that is pasul, blemished. Hatovli gan la kol Tov below rauk fada tov malehana a la kol mal e shalva Good for me, good for all, good without bad or tightness, good full of pleasure for all, full of tranquility without anxiety. Tovla netzach, tov sha', tov la am the am. Good forever, good right now, good for every people and nation, for all who seek for the good and not for the bad and the light and the delight as the one is there, Ba'asher Hu sham. Tovla netzach, tovle sha'a, tovle khol am the am, at sofele tovav, lolera'a, the o the chedva, hu sham. So may we be blessed that our learning contributes to the tikkun olam that Ravkuk calls for and describes, where we really have bringing good forever, good right now for every people and nation, and that all humankind will then seek the good and the light and the delight, ba'asher hu sham, because the one is there. And that um, verse, ba'asher hu sham, is when Ishmael, Hagar, Hagar the stranger, she wasn't even named, I didn't even give her a proper name, right? The name Hagar is just the stranger. With Ishmael, were thrust out with not enough to drink and eat. And then she couldn't stand to hear his cries. And so she, she put him afar and she burst into tears. And then the Torah says, and God heard the sound of that child, the call of that child. And the angel said to Hagar, what don't don't fear Kishama Elohim et kol na'ar God heard Elohim heard the call of the child ba'asher hu sham as he is there because God ba'asher hu sham and that's of course the the line that Rav Cook is bringing at the end here good for every people and nation because God is hearing the call of of all the children crying of of all the nations as he heard the cry of the children of Ishmael. And this poem brings me to a text, which is, um, oh, actually, yeah, no, I have it right in front here. It's, this is a letter that Rav Cook wrote in 1908 to a rabbi in Europe and the rabbi asked him well what is our attitude about other religions so Rav cook said like this so here it is about the strange religions omer to your honor et i want to tell you my opinion israel that Uh, The purpose of Israel is not to swallow them or to destroy them. Just like we are not intending destruction for the nation, or for the world, or or any nation. We want their repair and their elevation. To remove their, their dross. And then for, they'll certainly join the source of Israel. To bring upon them dews of light. As it says, It's a quote from Zechariah. I will purge the blood from your mouth and the abdominations from between your teeth. And you too shall remain for our God, as Chaya says. We'll clarify them. And this is the, this is what we teach even with the idolatrous cults. And even more so, it's a cal Homer halachically in those religions that are partially based on the light of the Torah of Israel, that is, Islam, by, in, in historical order, Christianity and Islam. And he says, G'dolim divrei ha-gra, what the Vilna Gaon said here is very important on the Pasuk where it says, the Saneti, I hated Esau, At Hatafel uh, the The Midrash says, and the quote is from Esav. I hate it from Melachi. It's at the beginning of, of, of Melachi. And Esav, I hate it. It's a reference to the Midrash says it's a the externals of Esav. Aval Ikaro, his essence, Yehurosho, that is his head the it's, it's buried with the ancestors, right? The medrash is that Esau's head rolled and is buried in, in, in uh, with Avram and, uh, and Sarah and everybody in in in, in Hevron. That's the medrash. Al Cain, and therefore, when Jacob. Reunited with Esau after 22 years of exile, where Jacob was in exile, and then he returned to Israel, and he was fearing Esau, and what happened was they had to, they hugged and they kissed, and then it says, Jacob says, this is where Rav Kook is quoting, Seeing your face is like seeing the face of Elohim. And here Rav Cook says, I think one of the most important statements of all the important statements that he made in terms of prophecy and direction for us. So with your permission. Jacob said upon reuniting with Esau, seeing your face is like seeing the face of Elohim. And Rav Cook said that this is what Amar Isha Emet, Yaakov Ishtam, this was, wait, can you see? Oh, you can't see my uh, marker. Oh, yes, you can. Aval Ikaro Shehuro shu. Ah, that's what Jacob, the man of truth, Jacob, the Ishtam, the Tmimut, the, the man of purity, said. And here Rav Cook speaks in prophetically. Vedvaro loya Kam, these words will not go down empty, will not go as a vain utterance. The Ahavat achim shall Esav veYaakov, the brotherly love of Esav and Yaakov, Christianity, Judaism, Shall Itzchak Ishmael, of Yitzchak and Ishmael, the Ismailite world and and the in Yitzhak, who buried Abraham together in Hebron, the brotherly love of Esau and Yaakov, who are twin brothers, Yitzchak and Ishmael are, are half brothers. Taale al otana mehumot will rise up on all those disturbances. And what makes this so amazing is this is the word mehumot that is used in modern day Israel to describe the disturbances. There was mehumot today in Ramallah. There was mehumot today in, in Hebron. That the brotherly love of Esau and Yaakov, of Yitzchak and Yishmael is going to overcome all of those disturbances. Sheharish'ah <speaking in Hebrew> ha that are neg that are resha neg- that are evil because we're caught up in the in the toxicity of, of physicality caused us. We're just caught in these physical frames, and the impulses of our physicality are, are ruling us, and so we're we're trapped in, in, in war. But the brotherly love, titgaber alein. This will taale al kolotanem elmotel overcome all these disturbances. It'll titgaber alein and it'll it'll be it'll overpower them, vetihafchan leor velechesed olam and transform it to light and compassion always. This expanded understanding, this broad understanding, sweetened by the sweet honey of the Torah of truth, which is Kabbalah, the the Torah of the secrets coming out, has to accompany all everything we do, all our decisions, all our, all our policies, in the end of days, this understanding that this is the process of history, this needs to direct us in the end of days to stamp the Torah, to seal the Torah with the stamp of the messianic stamp, by transforming the bitter to sweetness and the darkness to light, this the brotherly love. And here's Rav Cook's prophecy, straight from the the Ben Zion Boxer Zichrona Jacob said upon seeing Esau, seeing you is like seeing the face of God. These words will not go down as a vain utterance. The brotherly love of Esau and Jacob, Yitzchak and Ishmael will assert itself above all the confusion. It will overcome and transform it everything to eternal light and compassion. And this broad concept sweetened by the enlightenment of the true teaching of the Torah has to be our guide in all our ways in the end of days to complete to seal our understanding of the Torah, with the imprint of the Mashiach, turning the bitter to sweet and darkness to light. And may we be blessed to to be agents to bring about, to bring about the, 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 this is the full understanding of the Torah. Rav Kook is implying, not even implying, he's saying directly, our understanding of the Torah is not complete until we understand that this is what the Torah is about. And he says, this is in our days, this is the agenda. And, and, and this is the, <coughs> so may we be blessed to, uh, to really bring this about very, very soon. And um, now I wanna, with your permission, and go to the thematic Process that we started last week. And basically, we identified that Ravanazir, Rav Cook's Rav um, most significant student, who um, here he is as an elder, who in 1923 he asked Rav Cook. It's clear that there's uh, extraordinary illumination with you. Is there also a, a, a methodology? Uh, a content of learning? And uh, Rav Kook said, certainly. And he gave the Nazir in 1922 these eight notebooks. The Nazir then sat down that he had been writing from 1904 till 1919. And he sat down. Ah, the, there's a question of what was Rav Cook's relationship with leaders of others? Face uh, very friendly. There's lots of pictures of him with the in special occasions, and, and he got along fine. Uh, when the Mufti showed up on the scene, though, Rav Cook was the main enemy, the main spokesperson against the Mufti. So that's uh, in, in, question, in relation to Rabbi Shmuri's question. Um, okay, so the Nazir sat down and he looked at Rav Cook's at that opus, which, which is much of Rav Cook's most creative writing. And he said, there's five foundational principles that we are, that we can find in it. And they are, HaKodesh HaKlali, there's a universal holiness that we covered last week. HaChayuta Olamit, the eternality of life, but I'm going to translate that a little differently in a moment. The third one, HaAchdu TaKolelut, the all-inclusive oneness. Hatov HaKlali, the universal good. aluta Olam, the the elevation of the world. The teaching is that the world is in a constant process of elevation. Everything is holy, everything is alive, everything is one, everything is good, everything is in a process of elevation. And uh, there the question of Rav Tzvi Yehuda's, that's well, a long question, we can continue later. He didn't distort anything, that, that's, actually, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, it's, that's actually unfair. Um, the Rav Nazir was Rav Kook's Talmid Mufak. Tzvi Yehuda was Rav Kook's son, and he put out many of his writings, but his most mystical, most mystical writings, that was through the Nazir. Um, Tvi Yehuda put out Orot, which are Rav Kook's prophetic writings about Israel. So the relationship between um, them was uh, uh, is a wonderful relationship. And, and as he was putting together Orot Kodesh, well, during Rav Kook's lifetime, he, he processed it with Rav Kook. But after Rav Kook's lifetime, he processed it with the, with the Nazir and Rav Khalap. And uh, they were processing all these. Okay, Rav, so Rav,
0: Rav, Rav, Rav Yitzchak, sorry to jump in, just quickly. Okay. When I when I said distort, when I said distort, uh, what what I've often heard is that Rav Tzvi Yehuda diminished or
1: downplayed Rav Kook's universalism. Is that not true? Uh, no, it's not true. You can find you can find lots of places where he speaks about it. If you if you meet the Zvi Yehuda of the. Uh, What's that book, that which rabbi that visited the six, six, seven and a half mystics? What happened was that in 1967, suddenly the Six-Day War, which Tzvi Yehuda was the prophet of the Six-Day War. So then he put all the energy of, of the Dati Lumi world into, into, you know, returning to Yehuda VeShomron. That was Tzvi Yehuda's direction. And Rav Cook would have done the same thing, but it wasn't. It, like they were coexisting, but that's what he put the focus into because of how history unfolded. Okay, so, but last time universal holiness, and I wanna go by, and it's actually much better to ask me questions by, by speaking than chat, if that's possible. Okay, so we want. I wanna go to the last one, no, I want to go to over here, yeah. The last uh, piece, which we just touched on at the end of last week of the, f- of the first level, All is Holiness. And that says that the final victory in the world, BeOlam, Sof Kol Sof, HaKodesh Eta Olam. Finally, the holy will be victorious in the world. And, and holiness will be, the, will be at the head of all our desires and the basis of all our histories. And then, and as we grow our wellsprings are blessed, our words are refined, souls rejoice in their own personal gardens of Eden Spirits are jubilant in their foundation and and we're crowned with more and more kindness, life calmly and with sweetness and calm and sweet refinement is lengthened. We we live life satiated and from the highest delights uh, go forth and all of the world is established, culture grows, knowledge develops, and the call of Elohim is heard completely, the glory of wisdom and compassion, the beauty of the world, its goodness and recognized, and we glorify, adorn Hashem, we purify life from all its toxicity, we strengthen all our hearts from all their crookedness, we rise to the highest heights, and without fear or trembling, We are then beautified with eternal confidence and tranquility and then the light is expanded and we express ourselves in song, wisdom, strength, beauty, and might. And all creatures, all human beings and all life, we become beloved one to the other. Peace develops and is built among individuals and nations. And this also extends to all the animals of the field and all that crawls upon the earth. The hosts above and below all speak of glory. Peace goes forth and is built in individuals and nations and also expands to all the animals of the field and crawling things, and the hosts above and below. So may we be blessed to experience this and to be agents to bring history to the point of Ha-shalom le-umim, that peace will be built and created among individuals and nations. And that is the last piece in, in the section of... Um, HaKodesh ha- ha- uh, ha- Kodisha Olamit. And now the second section is entitled Is entitled ha- Chayut, ha- ha- El- ha- El- ha- Ay- Chayut Ha Elohit Ha Elohit Ha Olamit The Godly Olamit, olam, universal, chayut, livingness. It's awkward to translate the universal divine aliveness. I, I, I translate it differently each time, it seems, but it's what it's describing is that there is the, the world is embedded in the world is a chayut ha elohita olamit the godly universal aliveness, livingness. And so what does that mean? I just wanna show you now one thing about how, well here, so the Nazir put together in the introductory page to this section, which I'll show you the structure here. So here I'll show you where, where, where we're choosing from. You see here, ma'amar Sheni, a chayyut the universal aliveness, and it's divided into three portions. Chayuta Lohit olamit, nishmat ha'olam, and chaim Ada Olam. There are 42 pieces of rough cook that he draws on, and, and that's the entire section. And, and he took from Rough Cook's notebook and put them together thematically, building on this thematic framework. And he titles the second principle is a Chayuta Olamit Ma'arechet Achayuta Olamit, the, the system, the, the structure of the universal aliveness. So what does that mean? I mean the easy simple way to say is that that everything alive and in the introduction in it is that it's um there's a differentiation made between kodesh and chayut. Kodesh is the external energy, chayut is the inner energy, the unseen that is heard, and kedusha is a light that is seen. So it's um, the connection between the principle of the kodesh is that everything is holy, encompassed in holiness. The chayut is everything is embedded internally, with with an inner chayut, a, a livingness.
2: So if you're asking us to speak out is that not synonymous with panentheism? Shmuley brought it up last week. And if it's not, how do you differentiate between what Ruff Cook is espousing and what superficially I might understand as something that's panentheistic?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, and I can send you. I'll find the link. Somebody did a, like an in-depth article about that that I I read in the last few days, and so it's he integrates. He's, it's um, well. So I'm, I'm not going to try to answer that right now, except let's let's hear what he says and then judge if it's what sort of theism it is. But but that there's a there's an essay that that really addresses that in detail, and and it's. Um, I can send you the link and it's it's probably easy to find. All right, so now we're gonna enter these uh, selections from these pieces, for most a few of them, that tries to give a picture of the whole whole area, but uh, we're gonna begin with the Nazir's facing page in Orota Kodesh, which was the, um, yeah, and he starts off, with a quote from Yeshayahu, Kital Orot Talcha, because the dew of lights is your dew. For your dew is like the dew on fresh growth, Yeshayahu said uh, about God. And then he quotes the Idra Rabbah and the Idra where it says that, um, you know, to save time, I'm gonna go straight into the Hebrew translation which is the English as well here. there is a drew, there's a drip dew, dew is dripping all day each day le makom Shinikra to a place that's called heaven shamaim and in it the dead are brought to life are destined to be brought to life in the future and from that same do, the holy supernal one's energies are sustained. Spirit comes out of the sealed brain and it's called the spirit of life. That's the quote that the Nazir builds this whole section on. That the Chayuta Olamit is this is this dew that is giving life to life and is dripping in, throughout life, and and from the and this is Ruach HaChaim, the Seal of Life, and um, okay. And then what Rubna the Nazir does, he summarizes using the headings that he names, gives the entire the entire scope. So he says like this a chayuta Elohita Olamit, and this is all rough Cook's language um, woven together by the Nazir. The universal divine aliveness, who shefa Elyon is a Supernal flow, hanikshav that can be heard. It's not seen. He said the Kedusha is seen as an orsa a a joyous light. This is something that is heard in the revelation of spiritual letters, benishmata adam in the human soul, hadavek. Olamim, who is cleaving to the life of all worlds. So this Chayuta Elohita Olamit can be heard in the human soul and in some form of communication. There's a large discussion, what Otiyotrul Khaniyot, and but it's all about the, the process of, and we can look at some of that, all about the the, the process of consciousness coming down to Malchut and forming uh, ideas and, and words. So that whole process is a revelatory process of the human soul, the human soul that is cleaving to the olamim, to the And then the second section in it, Nishmat HaOlam, and these names are found on the setter headings, the subsections, Nishmat HaOlam, the soul of the world, just like there is the universal divine aliveness, that's, I suppose, transcendental and, and, and it's universal, nishmat olam. but the soul of the world, haatzilit, um, the emanated world is the spirit of life, merkazim, that is merakes, that is focused, central, organic, and willful. It's we are Ruach HaChaim, we are put together as organic agents of will. Our Ratzon is here, La Ruzza aretz and so on. Shehem Shotfim v'sho'afim, that are cleaving to the source of, 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 of life forever. And so that's the. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's just read quickly a few sections. Ziv Rachayut olamim. Ziv hora Elohim. The glow of the light of Elohim. Ha'memale et kol ha'olamim kulam that fills all the worlds. Mechaye adam noam elyon It enlivens and quenches all the worlds from the supernal delight of the source of life, who noten it gives strength to the souls, into the angels and to all creation, so that we can lachush, we can really sense the inner sense of life, and thus Edenic drops, netafe adanim or him, umitaptapim. Edenic drops go forth. Meshaprim et kulam. they improving, dripping, improving all life. And this mitziut kulad, its entire existence, yeshla bishvilkach oto ahor vazoar, it all has the same light and illumination. Um, a mavhika that is shining upon it, mi Otsar Hato from the treasure of good shall Mekol Khe Olamim, that is the source of the life of all the worlds. And so the, and I'm going to, be, to cut things short because I, I, I see I'm going to go I'm going to flip into the English quite directly. But with the, you guys, you'll be able to see both texts. But just to get the ideas, so he says, and we have to understand that the mekor hagalima ruchanim, that the core spiritual waves, the spiritual energy that's moving us, the soul of the individual and the world soul, is all an inner effort. While everything makes an effort to harmonize with the flow of the infinite light. The hatim el-shifat Ensof. sof Our whole effort here of our life energy is to harmonize with the, with the infinite life. And when we harmonize with the infinite life, Nachat ruach shotef v'holech B'Chol Then tranquility of spirit flows in all our paths of life and all our existence. Or Choshala Chaim kula, Nachat Roach, tranquility of spirit. And we have to understand that, and we're being communicated to waves from the higher realm act on our souls. The stirrings of our souls are the result of the sounds released by the violin of our souls as it listens to the echo of the sound emanating from the divine realm we can hear the emanation from the divine realm. We don't know how to delimit it. We don't know how to to, to put it into form, but it's a whole process and we hear as, as words and we can't discern them. But all our endeavor in Torah and science is to clarify whatever is comprehensibility, it's possible to distill from this divine voice that's always reverberating in our inner ear. And and that's, as we do that, we'll grow. And so perhaps, and then we have to understand that we have tremendous influence in the world, that we can use our power of hashpa'ah in order to really effect great change. Not only does the world act on us, we even more act on the world. And I wanna finish, uh, with this prose poem, that that uh, that gives a picture of, of what the, the glow of life is like. Okay, so we'll finish with this poem. Ziv ha-chaim, the glow of life. Omeret lanu harazayot. The secret realm tells us, In a life, in a world full of light and life, you are dwelling. You live in a world full of life, light and life. Know this great reality, this richness of existence that we are always encountering. Histaklu begodla betifarta ubechavra yuta. Contemplate its grandeur, its beauty, its precision, its harmony. Hayu mechubarim lahalijonim Chaim. Be attached to the living legions of living beings, hapoalim tamid koziv tifarah, that are constantly bringing forth splend, glow and splendor and beauty. The kol pinasha atemponim in every corner that you turn, im dvivra dvarim chayim the yesh lachem esek. You engage with with matters of life and existence. Tamida tempo po'alim You are always, um, you are always performing consequential acts. Besig v'siyach im masa'ot nefesh in a process of communication with masa'ot nefesh ve'ikrat cha'im ra'ananim We are always performing consequential acts abounding with meaning and the preciousness of vibrant life. In everything we do, we meet sparks of light, full of sparks, full of life and light. That are aspiring and yearning to rise to the highest heights. We help them and they help us. This glorious wisdom that we comprehend is not a faint shadow of a spiritual mirage that has nothing until science and, and, uh, and research will explain. No, these glorious wisdom omed, the children of a real world they're introducing themselves to us sending us good news from afar and their well-being contributes to our well-being and so we arise and as we rise we rise to greater heights we rise to a more Noble fellowship to surroundings of greater pleasure, and let us understand that everything, and here we end. I'll read the Hebrew here as well. choshek everything is aspiring, longing, yearning, Besidur with an organization with a structure that is adorned with a pattern that is adorned with holiness and girded with beauty, Nezar betifarah. This is not what we are in. Is not empty. This is our life. With the light of your presence, you have gifted us, Hashem Elokeinu, with the Torah of life, Torah Chaim. So may we be blessed to really experience the the Chayuta Olamit of the Torah Chaim that we've been blessed to, uh, we've been gifted with life and, and Baruch Hashem for that. And it's for us to, uh, to really bring it to its full, full splendor and beauty, because everything, is, everything in life is aspiring and yearning for this. And we are the agents of the transformation. And may our learning bring healing to everyone.
2: Who needs a healing?
1: for all the reasons that people need healing. And this the, gift the, of
2: life, does this gift of life and all these emanations that we, let's call it imbibe, does that give the individual any special power, any special um, independent you know, power? Um, what we might call a skula, we've just gone through the parsha of man, and there are those who debate, you know, about man, you know, that it could be that magical, you know, quality is something that really God did not want us to think, you know, that we have, that could be tantamount to our So are, are there borders, you know, that you would, Conceptualize that Rough Cook is articulating as if the individual who drinks all the sin has independent powers?
1: Um, There's a beautiful piece where I think I actually, okay, I'd rather Ruff Cook answer that with your permission. I think it's right here, no, hold on. Here it is. Oh, let me share it, hold on. Oh no, I can't. Okay, so it's it's so I don't. Basically, Rav Cook says I'll, I'll actually hold on. Let me just.
2: You could just answer.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to answer. Right, exactly, because he says <laughs> he says he says basically, um, he says no. He says we are, as tzelem elohim, we have the capacity to connect with the divine in such a way that 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 we're experiencing the, the complete freedom of being. That is our destiny as Tzala Elohim, and we're really to encourage that free self-expression and and therefore he says let everybody express in truth and in faithfulness whatever their soul reveals to them let everybody bring their spiritual creativity from potentiality to actuality without any holding back out of such sparks torches of light will be assembled illuminating the whole world. Out of each fragment of our inner truth will the great truth emerge. So he was very encouraging of, of, of spiritual growth and, and maximal spiritual growth, understanding that we are at root, tov. And, and as, we, as, we elevate, as we evolve, then our, our goodness also improves. And so it's not to be afraid of. And, and that's the punchline in Torah to Rav Kook. The, the, it's, the question about the, the difference between Nazir and Tzvi Yehudas is, is, is interesting in this, in this way. Um, the Nazir had a very profound spiritual connection with Rav Kook. But the re, the, and the reason for that is because the Nazir, in his own personal spiritual goals, want, was wanted consciously, he wanted to experience Ruach HaKodesh, Nevuah, and, and that was his commitment. When he met Rav Kook, he understood that Rav Kook was experiencing that which he wanted to experience. And then the Nazir's entire Torah from teachings of Rav Kook is the Sefer Kola Nevoah, which is the, the prof- return to Israel means the return to our capacity for prophecy. That's the, that's the punchline. We leave the whole pro- the, the process of Torah Shebaal Peh is superseded by, by the prophetic presence of God in the return to Israel. That's the Gulah process, and, and that's, the, that's the, the punchline in Torah to Rav Kuk. Uh, uh, uh,
0: Rav Yitzchak, I think this is connected to what you're saying now. This idea of everything ascending and to some degree progressing. To, uh, Professor Tamar Ross famously wrote her book, Expanding the Palace of Torah, uh, with based on the idea that this notion of progress is fundamentally in her view about equality that we are we naturally progress towards equality but you know but uh, what are um, is that is that your read of his notion of ascending and progressing or what would you say is his fundamental kind of barometer of what the ascending and progress and progress moves us
1: towards it moves us to the point of perfecting uh, ending ra Getting, getting rid of Ra in the world, and the world returning to its, uh, to its complete Tov. And then, and that's the piece I, I'll go into this next week, in Chayuta Olamit, that's the ending piece, that we will overcome, we will fix the Chet, and we'll, we'll no more death in the world. That's the, that's what he, that's what he's all about. I guess
2: the question that I was trying to ask is if mm-hmm. somebody, hypothetically reaches that level. Does he have the, the power of what you're calling Nebuah? Or I thought prophecy ended, specifically asking somebody comes to either a rosh Hashiva or to a Hasidic Rebbe for a type of Racha, as if to say, does that individual have a special power, almost, Running concurrent with Kutshebrihu to endow that person with a solution. To me, you know, in the Sanhedrin, me sort of opposes that thought. But you know, I sort of hear echoes of it in what yeah, you're Yeah, and I about understand that, that.
1: That that's part of what the Rough Cook um, revolution is about. Rav Cook is is like is saying in the Ashkenazi. In Ashkenaz, that made sense. We are no longer in Ashkenaz, we're, we're in Medinat Eretz Israel, and, and it's, we're returning, it's, it's a, it, there's an evolution going on, and he, he really defines the evolution and, and encouraged it, and, and there's still way ahead of it. It's like, he's still way ahead of everybody. <laughs>
3: and Rav Koch believe in multiple neshamot? in terms of that transcendence, or he believes in in the terms of the tikkun of the neshama coming back and then to collectively making that transcendence, or is there any of that in this mystical writing?
1: I'd have to look at that specifically. I know in Mm the Hador the Nazir addresses the Gilgulei Neshamot in there. Um, I'm not sure that Ralph Cook spoke about it directly. Ralph Cook didn't write about he, he as much as he well he no, that's not true take that take that back I, i'll have to look i'll have to look into that but um, you know most um, of the significant writings were, were uh, like in a state of inspiration he wrote his inspirations down
3: um, i had a question about Sher husham which you brought at the very beginning which i wanted sure. to ask because you translated it with um one, the one who is here, I think, with the one in capital suggesting God.
1: But that's uh, in the Pasuk, in Breshit, that's- it was, No, but it, that's
3: not, in the Pasuk, my understanding is Ba'asher Husham is about Yishmael. And, um, God, and then, oh, then,
1: I see, oh, Ba'asher Husham.
3: Yes, and so yeah. then yeah. The Ba'asher Husham actually, could you draw that up, the, the text? Because it seemed to me it's even more powerful if it's not God, but human beings wherever they are, right? Then that's, ah, that's, that's, that's cool. Let me it up, smile by And the idea is that yeah. That's, that's not good. that's about God seeing us where we are. Um, this is not
1: where it is. Yeah, well here here in the poem is uh Sher In the poem he means it I think as God. That's why there in the in so the I, I, I in right. the Breishit, he says, so el He heard the yeah. voice of the child.
3: Of uh, where, where the Yeah. Yes. But I think that works. Then, then maybe there's a play on it in Rough Cook that you know God is where what, what, you know the, the meeting place between uh, between God and where we are. Um, it, it, it lent itself, even in the language of the poem, it seemed to me that it was talking um, about us. But anyway, something to think about. Yeah, Especially yeah, since the poem, I'm, I'm, that Pasuk. And I would imagine Rob Koch understood the, the way that Pasuk has, is understood. Anyway, something I'm, to think well, about. I mean,
1: you know, it's an interesting poem, right? But, tov la netzach, tov yes. tov tova, Every nation. That wants the good, not the bad, and wants the light and the delight. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Where that generation is, where that nation is, even. So that becomes more universal, right? I, I think so.
1: Anyway. So there. Maybe <laughs> that's actually that, yeah. That that's all. that's I that, I'd be very happy for that to be current reality.
3: Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> that that I found very powerful. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use that tomorrow
1: in a class I teach, so thank you. Good, no, 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 this is, this is one of his, you know, that's, no, it's, listen, Baruch Hashem, i really, I sent, I put on the links on the chat, a bunch of links to the, the, the two best books, one a biography and one Rav Cook's writings, the cookbook, and some other sources of, of my, yeah. my, my, my work with Rav Cook. and that's thank linked you. to other texts. And we
0: we have time for, uh, maybe time for one more question if we have one.
1: Sure.
2: Are you familiar with the work of Rav Naor in which he wrote about the legends of mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does that get incorporated into some of your
1: presentation? I don't have that book with me, so I, I have to. And it's not online yet, so it'd be hard to work with. I, I'm. You're, you're giving me. A, you're giving me motivation to, to. It's in Pomerantz. I can get it. Btzalel Rabbi Bitzalel is a good friend. It's. Uh, and not only that, but his his extraordinary translation of Orot uses our my image of Rav Cook. He, bought, he That's he. He asked to use the image of Rav Cook that 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 I developed. So now uh, He is. Yeah. It's, it's, that you know, That's actually. I appreciate. That's a good reminder. Maybe for Shabbos. I'll I'll get it. I seem to have quite a bit of time for more time for learning than I've had like for the last fifty years. <laughs> Last. <laughs> please, uh, yeah, please
0: please, please uh, send me the bill for the book. I, w- w- I'll be happy to sponsor the cost of the book. <laughs> oh, you're so kind. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Rav Yitzchak.